Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Isaiah's not here yet, though. Oh, rude. <laughs> he's the co-host of this podcast, and he's not even here yet. Oh, I think he's been sleeping on and off. He said... Ugh. That's okay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought of any other questions to ask. <laughs> Wait, did nobody DM you any? No. Oh, dang. I guess no one wants to know about me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I guess we'll just go with the flow. Whatever comes up, comes up. Do you get to like cut this part out? Um, I believe so, yeah. It's been so long I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> it didn't want, like, September or something, probably. Yeah, back in, like, 2021. One yeah. episode every every year. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, <laughs> that like, it makes the most sense. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't intentionally mean to get this way. It really didn't. <laughs> It wasn't supposed no. to be like this. No, it just kind of happened. I think 2021 was hard for everybody. It really was. I don't know. I feel like it was almost as bad as um, 2020. I think in some ways it was worse. Yeah. <laughs> because it was like we were trying to get – we were so far removed from normalcy that it was like – we didn't understand how to get back to it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that, and I just, I feel like there was so much, like, controversial stuff that, like, happened over 2021, too, that just made it way worse, especially for, like, the Christian community, too. Like, all this passion stuff is crazy, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of breaks my heart, the fact that, like, people are so caught up on the wrong thing mm-hmm. it's like <clears throat> as long as people have the the right intentions for going to this and like they gain something from it which i know i did and i know a lot of people that went with me did mm-hmm. um i think that's the whole point and it's like yeah people get so caught up on like I'm wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Instead of like seeing the bigger picture. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think it even says in scripture, like you know, basically, even if Christ is, you know, preached in the wrong ways, at least Christ is being preached. That is true. And I think we get so caught up in like, you're not doing it the right way, and it's like, not everybody was called to do it the same way, and you know everybody's mm-hmm. paths are i keep this keeps popping in my head you know like our all our paths are not like linear we're not like we all are trying to get to the same destination which is heaven of course and but yeah like, like our paths are not going to be the same like i mean for instance i'm going to be probably 29 by the time i graduate you know like most people graduate in their early 20s like but that's not a bad thing because I wouldn't have met the people that I did, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and experienced the things that I did if I had gone when other people had gone. 
Yeah. And that's not I a bad th- thing. Yeah, and I think everybody's walk with God is different. And I think that that's like, that would be a really good topic to talk about too. Is I feel like some Christians think that every walk is supposed to look the same. Like you're supposed to get married in your early 20s and you're supposed to have kids before you're 30 and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. But every single walk with God is different and that makes it a good thing. And I think the people that were called to go to passion versus the people that weren't, I think that should just be how it is. Like I kind of see it from like both ways. Like I understand like the passion COVID guidelines were not the best in like a health way, but I also see it as in like God was literally there and in that room and moving and I feel like it's a collective choice on how you view it. And I think that there's a lot of Christians that want to come on and like kind of debate. And that's great. But I also think that could be damaging if it's not done effectively and appropriately and kindly. Because I feel like it's just kind of back and forth. Like everybody's popping off on each other when, you know, if you want to like talk about it and you have a different view, that's okay. Like we're as people were going to disagree, but I just think there's like a respect aspect of both sides that's being missed. Yeah. And I definitely think I saw um, on Twitter, I don't know if it was yesterday or today. It said, you know, somebody said, you know, like not everything you have to form an opinion about like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and, and make and make it known to everybody. Like sometimes you don't need to say anything. You know, I think a lot of people, have formed this sense of like people have to hear my opinion on this and it's Mm -hmm. like almost like a sense of like self-importance like my opinion is important and needs to be heard Mm -hmm. when like that's not necessarily true and like that negative energy could be applied to like if you don't agree with what happened and everything like pray for those people then yep Come on, that's good. And I think, like, the fact that, like, so pe- so many people are negative about it instead of, like, you know, praying that people didn't get sick or, you know, like, that, as the one song said, Christ was, be ma- was magnified. I think instead of, like, doing that, they, oh, people are going to get COVID, you know, you're going to spread it, no, 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 no. And it's like... That's the completely wrong mindset because you're essentially wishing bad things on people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. I think it's like I I see it more from that side. Like I, I see it from both sides, but I also see it from the COVID side too because like if I am being honest, like if we look at this in a very logical way, that is a really easy way to get COVID. However, I do think that the point of – where God is moving is being completely missed out on. I think people are more focusing on the health aspect rather than what is God doing in this room? And, you know, where is God going to move here? And that doesn't mean that, like, you know, everything at Passion was bad either. I feel like it was either everybody's going to get COVID and it's bad or people there are clout chasing or it's turning into meet and greets. Well, I do think some people kind of turned it into a meet and greet. I don't think everybody did. And I I don't know. I've just heard so many negative things about it. And there's just been so much drama tied to it that 
I like, I don't even want to be like a part of it. Like not everybody needs to have their opinion out and not everything needs to be said, which is why I'm kind of like staying on the sidelines and not really participating because I wasn't there. You know what I mean? I feel like it would be, I I don't know how to say this in a way that's like super loving. So I'm going to try to like think about it for a second. I feel like it's not as productive for me to speak on something that I don't have experience with. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because there, I know there was a lot of people that were not there, but had so much to say. And it's like, if you were there, you could, you, you could see that, you know, all of it was Christ centered and, you know, all of it was, you know, we're, there was a teaching on holiness and, you know, and sin and it's like if you would have been there you would have seen like this is god moving because mm-hmm. like literally every session that i listened to i felt like god like i felt like god was reading my mail because it was like every session had something that i needed to hear yeah and it's like if you're so <clears throat> busy looking at the negative aspects you're going to miss the big picture you know I like I use this analogy a lot of times yeah oh, what's, like... up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, what's up dude? we just been talking about passion sorry <laughs> that's good we had to make conversation while you were away I think yeah. we should keep it I think it I think it was good conversation we should keep it Okay, but um, I think a, a analogy I like to think about a lot is like if you're so focused, like so close up to like a painting in a gallery, like that part you're looking at might be like nice, but like until you step back and see the entire big picture, like you're not gonna see the grand scheme of the whole painting, you know. And I think that's kind of how people are seeing, you know, passion, like so much positive things went on like mm-hmm. i mean i mean there was like a girl and her friend that were walking to across the street and they unfortunately got hit but um louis giglio had the whole entire arena pray for her and she's already out of the hospital after like two days wow walking. that's like, incredible she, she couldn't move her legs for like 48 hours and now she's leaving the hospital in two days like yeah and that wouldn't that have been that testimony wouldn't have been power um wouldn't have been possible if passion wouldn't have happened. I mean, it's unfortunate that it happened in that way, but like she now has that testimony uh mm-hmm. part as part of her story. And we have that as like we witnessed that essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's incredible. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't I think I might have interrupted you by accident. I have a history of doing that, so please just call me out if I do that, but No, that's, like, that's exactly, like, where passion's focus should be. Now, from a more moderate perspective, do I think they should have at least asked people to have a negative COVID test? Yes. Or at least wear masks some of the time or most of the time? Yes. But is that the purpose of passion? No. And I think that's kind of where everything's getting misconstrued is, like, oh, well, you guys didn't follow the CDC guidelines and this didn't happen and that didn't happen. But like, look at all the things that did happen, right? And I'm trying to keep like my opinion as like minimal as possible, not because it's not relevant, but because I wasn't there. 
And I can't sit there and say all of these like negative things about it if I wasn't there. I can have my like logical opinion, but I don't think it's fair to you guys or anybody else who attended Passion to say it's this bad thing, right? It was this huge, horrible thing. Um, and I, I don't know like how like other people view it and I'm not trying to say that nobody else's opinions are relevant because your opinion is your opinion and your feelings are your feelings and those are valid and relevant but just from my personal experience I just I don't want to come on here and say that passion was something that it wasn't or that it wasn't relevant because it helped someone's walk with God and it helped someone get saved and so I don't want to like get in the way of that you know and I think amazing things did happen too well, I think the issue is like with this whole thing with COVID, it's it's such a a hard line to walk upon, like mm-hmm. using common sense, but also not like living and fe- letting COVID rule your life and live in fear. I think mm-hmm. it's like it's it's so hard to figure out like where that line should be drawn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I mean, pe- there's people on both sides of the extreme that like during this whole you know pandemic they took no precaution whatsoever to keep themselves safe but then Mm -hmm. there was people on the other side who took like extreme drastic measures and it's like i think with anything there has to be a healthy balance like you can Mm -hmm. as like the proverb says you know like it calls us to use wisdom but then like the Bible also tells us to not to fear anything when we, when, yeah. you know, when, when God is with us. So mm-hmm. it's like, where is it? It's, it's hard to figure out where's this middle ground at. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's up to personal conviction, mm-hmm. you know, in my opinion, like, but of course there's always going to be, people that are on the stand on the sidelines that are gonna nitpick every little thing and it's like you just gotta tune them out and you know like proclaim the goodness of god and what was accomplished exactly i think as christians we need to find a way and please like i'm open for discussion if y'all don't agree with me like it's totally fine but i think as christians we need to find a way to disagree without um, disrespecting the other person's opinions, right? Especially around COVID. Because, like, for me, like, I would say that I'm more on the moderate to, like, a left side. Not, like, a full, like, left liberal. But I'm pretty in the middle. I'm, you know, like, I'm, you know, I wear a mask. I'm fully vaccinated, which is my choice. And, you know, stuff like that. But I, I don't feel like it's fair for me to go to somebody else who doesn't agree with me or decided to not get the vaccine or decided to not do these things or decided to not go to passion or whatever the case is and be like, you are wrong and you need to do this and you need to do that because it's like, I'm not 100% in agreeance, but you know, like it's okay to not do what I do. And that doesn't make you, less of a follower of God and that doesn't make you less of a person and it doesn't like allow me to like look at anybody differently like I try to keep it at the most unbiased 
way that I can. I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers because people are going to be like, ah, you're vaccinated. You're not a real Christian, which is fine. And I'm totally okay with, you know, whatever. But I, I just think we need to find a way to disagree in a loving way that ties to scripture. Because I think a lot of the time it's, you know, like everybody's going back and forth and being like, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. What if it's, I don't agree with you, but teach me more about that. Or I see what you're saying, but I don't agree. And that's okay. Like, I'm wondering why that's so difficult for other, for like all of us to do as a community. And Zay, I realize you haven't talked. So please like step in and, you mm-hmm. know, anytime you want, but all right. that, I don't know. That's kind of like where I'm at with that. Yes, Isaiah, tell us your thoughts. Um, just on like, like, um, off of what she was saying about like, um, finding kind of the balance. Um, yeah, we were just kind of talking about like the whole negative stuff that's surrounding passion. And yeah. I guess a mix of like COVID too. I, I feel like it's kind of like jumped into that. So it's kind of both, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I felt like maybe passion could have taken a little more precaution, but at the same time, like it was kind of um, frustrating to see people like kind of bashing people for going to passion and like, um, it just kind of seemed not fair to do that. And then like, kind of stay quiet about when people go to other huge gatherings you know like yeah, mm-hmm. something like it's kind of like well this you know gathering isn't any bigger than like a football game and like this is actually like so much more important you know mm-hmm. like lives are going to be changed um you know people are going to get saved yeah um yeah yeah, no, I that's think. good. Oh, sorry, Lucas. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I definitely think that one of the biggest issues of Christian, modern Christianity and probably Christianity since the beginning of the church is that hypocrisy. I mean, like he said, like there's all these other big events and nobody's really saying anything, but because it's Christians and evangelicals, it's like, oh, it's all of a sudden like this huge big deal. Like you're not you're not loving your neighbor because you're not wearing a mask and going to this big event. And it's like if you're gonna have that energy about that, then have the same energy about these people going to these huge mega churches or these, you know, mm-hmm. football games or whatever. Like you can't pick or choose. It's like it's either like neither or both like otherwise you just otherwise you just look ridiculous yeah I definitely hear what you're saying on that I think kind of like an outer point that you know like again open for discussion but I think it also depends on how we are loving people right I think that's kind of the key thing here is that some people view loving other people as wearing your mask, being vaccinated. Other people view it as um, being in the church or not wearing a mask and just, you know, social distancing. I feel like loving people with COVID and passion, people see that differently, you know? And I, I think 
that we're so busy as modern Christians trying to be right than we are about loving people by just listening. Because we can go so far by listening to what others have to say about different topics. By just sitting there and being like, hey, man, like, I don't agree, but I'm listening and I'm showing you. I'm loving you in that way by listening and wanting to know more about it. Or not like sitting there and being like, you're wrong, you know? Because I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we're really good at that right now. We're really good at telling people that they're wrong. And, you know, last time I checked when I looked through a Bible, and again, if somebody wants to correct me, I'm so open for correction feedback. I don't think Jesus said in the Bible to be right. I think Jesus said to approach people in a loving way. And I think we just need to look at the definition of what love is and realize that love comes in many forms and that we're all going to see loving other people differently. Right. And I, I think that that's kind of where the disconnect is because I, what I see of a lot on Christian Twitter is and like Christian TikTok and like all this kind of stuff is that love, loving others only looks one way. And if anybody else has something different, then it's wrong. Yep. And I just think that it's different. I just don't think that it's like that. I mean, for me, like the way that I love others is, yeah, I wear a mask and yeah, I'm vaccinated. But, you know, my neighbor might think that loving other people is distancing themselves or not wearing a mask or, you know, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong or that I'm wrong. It just means that it's different. And even the Bible does talk about how we are supposed to love others well. And that love does look differently. Um, So... That's just my outlook on that. Yeah, I highly agree with that. And it's like, I think we're so caught up in, like you said, being right. Like, and that's not what the the Bible called us to. It's, you know, to called us to, to speak the truth. And, you know, like sometimes us saying what we're saying might be what people need to hear. Mm-hmm. But like, it's the mode of like delivery. Like, yeah. Am I saying this because I want this person to hear the truth and to grow, or do I, am I saying this because I that I want to say you're wrong and I'm right? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think all too often that's the case, and it's like you need to go into that convers into that with as a conversation. Not I'm going to tell you what my opinion is, but um, let's let's have a conversation. I'll I'll tell you mm. what I think on this subject and what or what God has shown me and let me hear what you have to say because I think if we don't go in with that mindset, you know, we don't have the opportunity to hear what the other person has to say and that that what they have to say, you know, could completely blow us away and you know, completely transform our our mindset yeah. that was so good I love that and you know I I remember reading this um, one quote by Mark Twain he said you know don't argue with a fool because some whoever's watching on the outside won't be able to tell who who's who mm-hmm. so it's like that's I feel like that's kind of piggybacking off of like you know how Proverbs says not to argue with a fool Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think too often we find ourselves arguing with fools on Twitter because they don't, they don't want to have a conversation. They just want, want you to be wrong. And it's like, 
it's neither beneficial nor like helpful to do that because it makes you look foolish mm-hmm. and it doesn't help them yeah and it's just it's just a waste of time at that point you know because mm-hmm. it's not going to go anywhere because their heart isn't in a fertile place to to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. and, I mean the opportunity to make him come down that line I mean that's up up to God but you know if that person isn't in a place to hear what you have to say then I think you telling them the truth and when they're in a place where they're not to hear it it could make it exacerbate the situation and make it where they're harder to reach you know exactly yeah I think there's I think two things that I thought of which that was such a good point like I loved every single bit of that which that was just awesome oh my gosh I'm like blown away a little bit but I think that we forget that we're representing God right as Christians we're not God but we are representing God we are representing the church. We are representing Christians. And how are we going to do that if we're not doing it in a loving way? And I think there is difference between truth and being right or wrong, right? Because, you know, somebody's truth may be different. And if we're not open to hearing that and we're not going about it in a way with grace and with love, you're right. How are we not going to, you know, like we're missing an opportunity for our hearts to be transformed or for us to be corrected, or, you know, maybe we're missing an opportunity to tell someone else our truth. I don't know if that made any sense, but that's just kind of what I, yeah. Yeah. And I think we, I think we need to be careful with that, you know, saying it like that too, because I feel like I would say I would say more our conviction than our truth because you know truth is truth it's either yeah. truth truth or a lie but I think there are some personal convictions that God mm-hmm. lays on our hearts and you know sometimes we can share that and it can transform somebody's life but it's like if neither of us are at a point where our hearts are open to the fact that we should have a conversation and learn from them you know then it's never going to get to that point where we can learn Mm -hmm. yeah we probably shouldn't have said (laughs) that's okay we're all learning and we're all growing um delivery is key how you deliver what you are trying to say is key well i definitely think like in the modern church it's like a lot of these new agey like terminology has been unfortunately twisted into church uh, culture and so Mm -hmm. like I know the last two semesters in school I've had to really like take a step back also even with like church lingo like we Mm -hmm. we were talking about like you know the, the guy leading was basically like you know, tell me the gospel from like the beginning to like when Jesus came. And I kind of like sat and listened to when the other people were doing it. You know, I was like, you know, we use a lot of like terminology that people who weren't, aren't exposed 
to the church or aren't super familiar with the church will be like, you know, what does that mean? Like, what is sin? What mm-hmm. is like, what is salvation? Like, what what is this stuff? And I'm like, we have to really like, I don't want to say dumb down because that's not what I mean. But like, we have to make it in terminology that a common person can understand just in just in the same way that Jesus taught in, you know parables about things that common people would understand mm-hmm. I think we have to you know meet them where they are mm-hmm. and not try to use all these lofty terms that make us appear extra holy and smart you know a hundred percent and I think that's so hard because it's been so ingrained in us especially those that grew up in the church mm-hmm. to have to unlearn that basically. Yeah, that, that is tough. It, it can be hard to um, break a pattern that you're so used to doing every day or doing frequently. Yeah, Say, definitely. what are your thoughts? Been a little quiet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's because yeah. of us. I know, but <laughs> I just want to hear your thought process on all this. It's just like, I don't think I have anything to add to that. Um, But it's just like being sick. I'm like not all the way here, I feel like. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you you said it. You're going to get canceled now. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the next Twitter debate is Isaiah being sick on the podcast. (laughs) oh boy well I hope you feel better I hope you're feeling all right yeah I think the ibuprofen's kicking in so Uh, the good stuff I think part of it was it was cold and rainy and then oh my gosh yeah I feel like lots of factors like yeah the cold and rain I think we were all like sleep deprived and you know just singing all weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Being Probably. Dead, people. And then the, Air- the Airbnb was freezing. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> 58 degrees. <laughs> Nobody Jeez. could figure out, figure out how to fix the thermostat. That's cold. Yeah, we didn't have an extra blanket. For oh the- no! <laughs> <laughs> I had to use Sarah's little personal blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I ended up sleeping with my coat on that night. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's part of the experience, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do I what you fun- got to do. <laughs> I think the funniest part was the next morning, like, I was, I woke up and I was starting to get ready. And Sammy was, like, on the couch. And he was, like, talking to me through the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, didn't take the blanket off his head. He just was talking to me through the blanket. Dude, Sammy's which the I best. Don't bl- which I don't blame him because it was freezing. <laughs> uh, okay, let's transition. Tell us a little bit about your journey and you know journey of faith. Journey of faith. Um, your well, your life journey and journey of faith, but I guess they're kind of tied together. I don't know. I. I'll start with my journey and then we can kind of transition into my testimony. I would say like from when I started 
my walk with God versus now, I think my journey is definitely different. And I, I feel like anybody can say that. But I think a relationship with God is supposed to fluctuate. And, you know, the levels of intentionality change. And so I think as a Christian now, I would say my journey is a lot more mature than it was. And I mean, keep in mind, I've Man, I started following God back in 2013, and I did not come from a Christian household. So there's a lot to learn. Um, there's a lot to learn from then and now. And I don't know, dude, just God is good. I've I really kind of been through the ringer with my walk, and not in, like, a bad way. But, you know, as a Christian, like, I'm sure you guys can agree, like, your faith will get tested on so many different ways. And it's just a matter of how willing you are to um, still walk with God. Um, So that's my take on my journey. (laughs) Kind of like short and simple, but my testimony is kind of a, that's kind of a ringer. (laughs) That one, um, yeah. But, I mean, if you guys want to hear it, I mean, please, by all means, buckle up. Like, <laughs> she's... I'm, I'm putting on my buckle right now. Yeah, she's a, she's a little intense, honestly. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm just going to put, because I don't know who's watching this podcast, but there is just a trigger warning out there. Um, there is abuse mentioned, eating disorder mentioned, and um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I just always like to put a trigger warning because you never know who's listening. Um, so, whew, we're going to start from the very beginning. Uh, just bear with me because it has relevance. So, I'll start when I was seven. So, I did not grow up in a Christian household. Like I had like mentioned earlier, I am still to this day the only Christian in my entire family. So, that definitely has its challenges. So, My parents did not have a healthy marriage. Um, My mom had an addiction to alcohol, so she's an alcoholic. And my dad worked a, I would say, a relatively intensive job that required him to travel everywhere, like travel across the country and across the world. Um, He was a marketing manager for a company that required, like, travel, like, once or, like, like almost once a week <laughs> to like different places. So he he was here, but he was also not here. Like it kind of depended on where he went. Um, and so that caused tension between their marriage, which ultimately, you know, your marriage can affect your kids 100%. And that's kind of like where it started was, you know, the more that my dad was – out of town and like the more they had like a disconnect the more that they would argue and the more my mom would drink and you know I don't know if you guys have any kind of alcoholism in your family but when you're around somebody who is an alcoholic and has um has a pattern of heavily drinking like a lot of a lot of really intense stuff can happen um from like 7 to 14 Um, my sister and I's childhood was kind of rough. Um, we, 
had to deal with a lot of drunk driving and a lot of like a lot of verbal abuse and a lot of physical abuse so like a lot of my childhood was getting into my car and just really like I I wasn't really sure of God at the time but praying to whoever was out there that I would make it home safe which is not necessary that's a lot for a child to go through right because as children we're dependent on our parents and so a lot of my childhood was living in fear um and so from for about seven years of my life I faced in and out physical abuse and um emotional and verbal abuse and it was a roller coaster and I I kind of like I wanted to believe that God was out there, but I also didn't, right? Because I think as Christians, we have a pattern of if maybe more non-believers than Christians, I don't think I worded that correctly, but when something bad happens, that means God's not there. God's no longer there. God God allowed that to happen, and that was a mindset that I had, which kind of kept me from following God. So... It was tough. And and when I mean like physical abuse, I I don't mean like light stuff and I won't like go into it, but it it was traumatizing. Um, It was traumatizing because my, my dad who was out of town, like didn't know about that. And we were too scared to tell him. And, you know, like we loved our mom. And so it was like, we didn't want to like play tattletale, you know? So that went on and off for about seven years. And eventually, my parents did end up getting divorced. And that was really when my relationship with God became true and real. So after they got divorced, um, this was kind of a reflection period in my life. Because I had spent so much time in, like, fear. And I was like, okay, well, my mom's kind of doing her own thing now. My dad's, you know, like, trying to take care of my sister and I. And um, what am I going to do now? You know, like, I'm kind of sitting like, this is a huge change. And so I, my dad was smart and put me in therapy, like, right away. Like, he was like, okay, we, like, we need to get her, like, in here. And so... I spent a lot of time processing and I realized that I had numbed out everything that happened to me. So I just kind of stored it away back in my head. And I want to preface this for like people who are unfamiliar with like psychological terms. So I'm sure like everybody's heard of like post-traumatic stress disorder, which is PTSD, but there's actually two um, similar forms of PTSD. So there's Acute stress disorder, which is similar to PTSD, except you essentially feel the trauma right away and only for a certain amount of time, Um, about maybe like a month to like between a month and three months is how long you feel it. And you feel it pretty much right away. And then there's PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, and you feel that trauma for three months or longer. And sometimes it can... Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Sometimes 
you can feel that trauma right away. And sometimes you don't know about that trauma until after it's gone, which is kind of where I was at. Um, and so that actually like caused me to kind of be in this spiral of like, I didn't have control throughout my entire childhood. And, you know, like, I don't know what's going on. And like, I kind of had this moment where it's like, well, God, you know, like whoever's out there, the universe, like, keep in mind, (laughs) I was 14 and didn't know God yet. But like, I was like, they allowed this to happen to me. They, they did this. They let me, you know, like I, I went through this spiral and because I was young, I was, I was like 14, 15 at this time. I was like, I need to find control. And if God's not going to do that or whoever's out there is not going to do that, I'm going to do that. And, you know, when people look for control to cope with something they've been through, it, you know, a lot of people turn to like drinking and smoking and, you know, partying. That was not something I did. I did something that was about the same level, but in a different way. I started to control what I was eating and how much I was exercising. And it got to a point where I would walk or run like between two to four miles a day, like heavy stuff for me, right? (laughs) But would only take in like 300 calories a day. Mm which is like, that's not even a bowl of cereal. (laughs) Like that's not even, that's like a granola bar, if that. And so that continued on and that was how I found control. That's how I coped with it. And, you know, obviously my therapist started to notice and was like, oh shoot, like, (laughs) you know, and eventually my dad started to notice and he was like, hey, like you're getting skinnier. My grandma pointed it out too. Like, you know, I was like telling my dad, like, hey, She's getting smaller and she's changing and something is not right and we need to figure out what it is. (laughs) And so I won't go like too much into it, but what ended up happening was um, I ended up eventually in the hospital. And so I, and by the time that this happened, I went from about like a hundred and... 20, I want to say 120, 115 to 89 pounds. Mm. 89 pounds. That's not like for someone who's five, six, that is very much underweight. <laughs> and um, when I was in the hospital, I actually had gone in there because I had collapsed and I was unconscious and I was in the hospital and a nurse came in or, um, yeah, I think it was a nurse. It, it wasn't a doctor. It was definitely a nurse. And my dad was there with me and he, or sorry, the nurse came in and she was like, Hey, I'm really glad that you guys came in. And we were like, and my dad was like, well, duh, you know, she's, (laughs) she's just small, you know, (laughs) like something's wrong. And we figured out that I actually, my organs were failing. Mm. And so if I would have come in later or I would have never come in at all, I would have died. So Mm. like, (laughs) that's why, that's why, that's why I like put a trigger warning is it's like, whoa. Um, and so 
after that, I kind of had this moment of like, why am I being kept alive? Right? Like, it was kind of this thought process of like, okay, I, I never died when I got into a car with a drunk driver. I I never died in, you know, any other circumstances. I'm trying not to go into it too much without going into it. <laughs> or like, why did I not die mm-hmm. from this eating disorder that I had developed? And so I kind of went into this reflection period and um, ended up going through recovery. And this was like between like beginning of like my sophomore year. So like end of summer, sophomore year. So I go back to school. I was just like starting school when this all happened. And so I go back to school and obviously people are going to (laughs) notice when I went from like stick thin to a normal weight. They're like, "Mm, yeah, something's changed. I think I also like dyed my hair too. I can't remember. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like they were like, she looks a little different. Um, So this is where the God moment comes in. And this is my favorite part of the entire thing, because this is where you can really see God be like, whoa, I want you. I'm chasing after you. I've been chasing after you. So I had this Spanish class and I had a girl sit next to me and I like, you know, when you have those friends in class where they're like, they're like your friend when you're in class, right? Like that's your buddy. Like you sit and you do all the projects with them and you always pair up and partner up with them. Um, she was kind of like that person for me and she knew Jesus. And I think she kind of noticed that like I had changed because how would you not be able to notice that? Um, and I, you know, she kept like being like, hey, like I'm having a lot of fun, like being your friend like I love partnering up with you like we should hang out and I I was like yeah sure whatever and then she asked the question of do you want to go to church with me and I'm gonna be honest here because honesty is the best policy I was so against that I was like no (laughs) like (laughs) I really saw that and I was like absolutely not like I literally almost died and I I've had all this like trauma and I'm In my mind back then, I was like, well, God didn't do anything for me. So, like, why should I go to church and, like, praise him? Which was, again, I know is the totally wrong mindset, but stay with me. So I I said no, like, the first few times that she asked because I was like, well, I don't want to go. And then I kind of had this thought where I was like, okay, maybe if I go, she won't bring it up again. Like, that was kind of my thought process is, like, maybe if I just tell her yes one time, she will leave me alone. So I was like, okay. She asked for, like, a fifth or sixth time. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, let's go. I'll, <laughs> I'll come to church with you. <laughs> and then we won't speak about it again. And I ended up going to her church and her youth group. And honestly, I loved it. And I was really surprised that I loved it because – Obviously, if I had a mindset of I'm going to hate it, usually most of the time you're going to hate it. You know, like that's just how our minds work. That's why a positive mindset is so important. Um, So I loved it. And I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. Maybe this whole God thing isn't terrible. And so I kept going and I kept building my theology and I kept listening to sermons. And it, it kind of like built up over time. And... I kind of got to this point where it's like, okay, 
I think I'm going to keep going to this church. I don't know about God yet, but I think I'm going to keep going because I'm having fun and, you know, I'm, I'm hearing about this God, so might as well. So whole school year passes, summer kind of like rolls around of me, like, you know, still actively going to church, but not really sure how I feel about it. Um, and they had this like youth group summer camp that was going on. And I was like, and it sounded really fun. You know how youth groups like advertise how dope it's going to be? Like how amazing their um, summer camps are going to be? Like that's what they did. Like they made it seem like it was the greatest thing in the entire world. And it ended up being the greatest thing in the entire world. But at the time I was like, oh dude, like I have to go. Like I was having like low-key like major FOMO. I was like, if I don't go, like, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> – huge blessing in disguise by the way but i was like yeah i'm i'm gonna go might as well um and the crazy thing about it was i i kind of had this thought i was like well how am i gonna tell my dad like how am i gonna be like hey i want to go to this church camp i've been going to this church like every sunday blah, blah, blah. you know how am i gonna tell him that i want to go and that's like 200 dollars, or it was like 150 or whatever and the craziest thing and this is kind of where my faith started to build I know, surprising it wasn't all the sermons that I, like, listened to <laughs> or all the times when I go to church, was my dad, when I told him, and I was really afraid to tell him, he was just like, he's like, yeah, I think that'd be good for you. And he paid for the entire thing. Jeez. And, like, keep in mind, this is someone who is not a Christian and someone who does not know God and someone who doesn't really care to know God. And so, like, I was like, okay, obviously I meant to go to this camp. And this is kind of where the, like, really cool stuff happens. So, fast forward, we get on the bus, we're going to this place. And you know how they have, like, the first day of, like, a summer camp? You, like, play games and all that stuff. And, you know, they have a speaker for, like, every day. That's kind of, like, how this went. And so we, like, set up our tents and we played some games and all this kind of stuff. And then we went to, like, I... It was like a service, you know, a summer camp like service. And we had a speaker. And honestly, I really wish I would have remembered like what she spoke about. Because I remember it being really good. But to this day, like I don't even remember what the message was. But I had this moment where it just clicked. Like I mm -hmm. sat back and I was just like, God loves me. Like I, I'm an actual person. And he loves me and he's always wanted a relationship with me. And all those moments that he saved me from possibly dying, <laughs> he loved me and he wanted me and he wanted like to have a relationship with me. And I didn't realize that he was like sparing my life. And so um, I just kind of sat there and on everybody was like worshiping and doing all this stuff. Like I was, they were literally like, like, okay, let's worship. And I was like sitting in my chair while everybody was like standing up and running. I was just like sitting there and processing, like trying to process. Like, I think I just like have found Jesus now. And so I'm like, okay, this worship's great. Like I love God now, blah, blah, blah. but I need to step away and like process all of this. And this is where the really cool part happens. Um, so I had stepped away from everybody, just like a few feet, like not very far. And I had like walked, maybe, maybe it was like a, less than a mile, like half a mile, mile maybe. And I had sat down on the sidewalk and I was just kind of like sitting there. 
it, maybe it wasn't a sidewalk. It was like kind of like a gravel road sidewalk. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like those things that are kind of a sidewalk, but they're like gravelly. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe it's like hmm. a, it's not like a gravel road. I don't know. I, I don't have time to explain <laughs> what kind of sidewalk it was. It was a sidewalk and I sat down on it and I just felt this hand on my shoulder and I just like heard, which was the voice of God at the time that I didn't know I'm here. And when you like think about that in a way, you're like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I thought it was somebody tapping my shoulder and like talking to me. Like it felt like an actual hand on my shoulder. And I like turned around and I was really freaked out because it's like, who's like, it was dark too. Like, keep in mind, it was not a light outside. I was like, am I about to get like abducted right now? So I like <laughs> tried to look for the person who like tapped my shoulder and like <laughs> nobody was around me. And so I was like, okay, just for like safety measures, I'm going to get up <laughs> and I'm going to move like a little farther away. And so I, I sat down and, um, it was quiet and I had moved far enough away to where I couldn't really hear much of like the worship. And I felt that same hand on my shoulder and I heard the same voice that I swear to this day is the voice of God. And he said, I'm here, Miranda. And I felt like an instant peace. And literally is like, I went through the entire like camp, like kind of on a camp high, just praising God, like left and right. Like, and honestly, I haven't turned back since I got baptized like a month later and I think that was like, I always get confused um, between, I'm so bad at math. It was in 2014 or like 2015 when that happened, maybe 2016. I can't remember. It, it was one of the 2000s. Okay. And um, yeah, I just it's been a good seven, eight years and I just haven't turned back, but that's really it. Um, my relationship with God has been great. It has its ups and downs and I go through seasons, but that's it. Jeez. It's undeniable the move of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He'll chase you down. incredible honestly it's <clears throat> it depends on the person because <laughs> sometimes when I tell that to people they're like they just don't have anything to say and so they're like what do I do and then other times I tell people they cry so honestly I'm really glad you guys are in the middle <laughs> because <laughs> not to say I couldn't like console you guys if you cried or if you were speechless but it's like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I am sort of speechless. <laughs> That's fair. Fair response. Fair response. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess in my mind, God's never really strayed away in any of those moments um, <laughs> at all. And I want to preface too, and I think... Because sometimes when you talk about, like, parents, 
um, my yeah. mom and I are on good terms now. Like, I want to keep that in mind because I don't want her to, like, find this and be like, Miranda, I'm going to, like, hunt you down. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm on okay terms with her. And my dad and I are on excellent terms. So I just wanted to preface that. Um, but everything else, yeah, that's that's the testimony. That's That's all of it. I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> uh, what's <clears throat> what? What has been your um, greatest moment since then? Oh man, um, I have a lot. It kind of depends. Do you want like a big great moment or kind of like something small? I mean, whichever you choose. <clears throat> um. That was like one of the greater moments. Um, but I honestly would say actually just this year, um, these past two years, like 2020 and 2021, I would say really knowing God has been my greatest moment, really learning about God and touching up on my theology and learning more of who God is. I think that's been like, I I don't think I have a specific moment. I just think that like, honestly, COVID has really been like, it's, it's horrible. Like COVID is horrible, but it's been really good for my faith. Like I've been able to know God on a deeper level when things get hard and I'm at a point where I can praise him either way. Like I could be in the best mood ever or the worst mood ever. And you know, I have a really good habit of turning back to God almost every time. So, tough yeah, def- skill to build. I definitely think <clears throat> these past two years have been like sifting the wheat from the chaff and like revealing the intentions behind people and like showing their true colors. Like, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, like, definitely. I think there has been a lot of like fake Christianity exposed because like when you're left with like next to nothing, like what do you cling to? Mm -hmm. And I think it was interesting to see how different people responded to that. Mm -hmm. I think it revealed a lot of their heart and like, if their faith was real and you know like if it i think some faith some people's faith was broken in that moment you know yeah i want to be oh go ahead sorry i think it was a very just a very defining moment for a lot of believers Hmm. yeah i agree i do want to be very careful with the word um that you had mentioned fake christianity or fake faith because the way that i see it is I don't necessarily see anybody's um, relationship with God as fake. I see it more as it needs a little TLC, right? Because I think some people have a very broken faith. Yeah. That doesn't mean they don't know God in their own way or don't have a strong faith in him. I just think it needs a little love, you know, it needs a little more Jesus. And I think honestly, I can speak for all of our relationships with God and everybody's relationship with God. We could always use a little more TLC in our relationships with God. 
And, you know, maybe theirs just needs a little extra. And there's nothing wrong with that. Or, you know, I also like to think, too, kind of on the topic of, like, just the group chat or, you know, like other Christians in general. There are certain people that are meant to be in our lives and certain people that aren't. And that's okay. What the important thing is, is whether somebody's in our life or not, or we see eye to eye with them or not, or however they view their theology or their faith or whatever happens, we're all going to be reunited in heaven where it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, I think it's tricky with that. So I just want to be like a little careful on how we say that. I was more set, so it's like meaning like um, people that didn't that didn't really have a foundation per se. Like it was just like mm-hmm. something that they grew up in, and so it's like uh, okay. they never they never they never really per se planted their feet in Christ, and like it was just like a something that they were around, and they didn't they didn't have a experience themselves per se. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. That was my bad. I totally like took that as something else, but yeah, no, I totally see what you're saying now. That makes a lot of sense. Cause then like, I mean, if you're take if you're taken away from like the tradition in in a sense of, of the church and you're like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm just at home. I can't meet with nobody. Like is my, is my faith like genuine or was it like just something that, a tradition in my family like and I think if you're kind of like forced to take inventory of yourself you know Mm -hmm. because it's like you're confronted with that fact because that's all you have at that moment Mm -hmm. yeah definitely I like how you worded that Isaiah, you have any questions? Or yeah, I was just about to say, Zay, where are you at? <laughs> you haven't said anything since I, like, unleashed the beast of my testimony. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I agree about, like, the kind of how COVID, I feel like um, it's kind of... Um, <clears throat> kind of helps expose a lot of things and like um kind of revealed like a lot of christians that didn't really like luke was saying like have kind of like a solid foundation of their faith you know like i feel like a lot of people like stopped going to church and stuff Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic but like i feel like I mean, it's a pandemic shouldn't keep you from, um, like, gathering together and worshiping the Lord together, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where you hit the point of like, oh, like, you know, we're, we're called to not live in fear, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was interesting how different people approached being able to not be able to go to church. 
like I know a lot of us met in that group me and that was basically one of the ways that people um dealt with not being able to gather with other people is we were having mm-hmm. you know discussions and zoom calls with bible studies and stuff and that, and that oh. was like were super encouraging like people weren't like throwing in the the towel and saying you know like i can't go to church like i guess i'm not going to gather with people anymore like the glory days that they made it work in whichever way they could you know mm-hmm. yeah dude that that group i miss that group me that was so cool. I loved how everybody kind of became like more of a community there. And honestly, I met like some of my best friends there. So I can't, can't complain about that. Like COVID did some good things. Like COVID was horrible and you know, it's awful that people are getting so sick and it just like breaks my heart. But honestly, I think in the Christian world, when it comes to faith and when it comes to community, it did so much honestly oh, yeah, definitely and i think that's kind of like reaffirms the sense that um like in the bible you know like in the early church that persecution and you know struggles is what grew the church and i think that's a very good example you know i feel like we helped encourage and strengthen each other's faith to a greater degree than we would have if we've never met each other Exactly. That's good. Because, like, no, we wouldn't have met each other otherwise, most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think if it was for that group chat, or like, because I mean, I I think we like followed each other. Like, I I mean, I honestly don't remember how that started. All I know is that like Cam had this like group chat shout out to cam he's so awesome um he had this group chat and he was like anyone want to join this like group me chat and i was like oh yeah dude i'm so down so i don't know i feel like people just kind of joined that way but i don't know i don't remember if like we all followed each other then i think we followed some some people followed each other i think it was actually jonathan vega that started that chat but cam was the one that invited us oh really interesting I remember that chat had, like, 200 people at one point. Gosh, I know. You had to, like, you had to find a way to, like, mute it, too. And for me, like, sometimes it wouldn't work. So I would be at work, and I'd get, like, my phone would, like, freeze. (laughs) Because everybody was, like, always talking in it. And then there was was a Snapchat group at one point, too. Um, I remember that, and... I feel like so many different groups. So many different groups, and now I mean, I feel like the big one is just the OGs. Um, I don't know though. There's probably more. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but we got we got to meet some of the the OGs, the originals from the group. Me, yeah. Sam, Rachel, Julia. That's crazy. Joelle is so funny. Okay, like, she, I want to be her friend so bad. Like, she seems so <laughs> awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. It was nuts when her and Sarah got together. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I bet. It was They're like, both it was so funny. It was quiet until Sarah came back and it was so loud. <laughs> 
Sarah, we love you, okay? <laughs> I'm loud too. Um, if she's listening, but that just sounds so fun, dude. I would love to meet like some I have met some of the OGs, but not all of them. I I still need to meet you, Lucas. <laughs> we'll meet eventually. Eventually. Yeah, no, but like I can imagine how rewarding that must have been to be able to like finally meet everybody. Mm-hmm. It was. It was so encouraging from my faith as well. Oh, I remember the first time me and Isaiah talked, we were arguing about when we should start listening <laughs> to Christmas music. <laughs> oh my me. gosh. Wait, so you guys <laughs> are those people? What? No, he is one of those people. <laughs> what? Wait, Zay, I want to hear what? your theory on this. Hold up. Um... Wait, are we talking about when you can start listening to Christmas music? Yeah, yeah, what's your what's your opinion on this? I said November. This is the real controversy here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to respectfully disagree. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I said beginning I st- of December. What? <laughs> okay, no, y'all. Oh, my goodness. No way. Y'all don't ride with me. Uh-uh. <laughs> I started the day, like, I started the month of October. (laughs) What? (laughs) It was already, like, in my mind, when September passes, like, that's when it starts. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Dude, I literally put up my Christmas tree the day after Halloween, and there are no regrets. I had, like, two months of Christmas. It was great. (laughs) Y'all are just like mad about it. <laughs> it's okay. I can't believe you guys wait until December. What? Well, are you? Those, said, are you those? Like big... He said November. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, Zay, I've forgiven you a little bit, but <laughs> Lucas, you're missing out, dude. You could have gotten like two full months of Christmas. This is like the Christmas. real controversy here. This is the real controversy. Like, we, no, not COVID, not passion, Christmas music. <laughs> I think Christmas um, in general is a controversy on Christian Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people won't celebrate it because they're like, it's a pagan holiday. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we should go into that. But, yeah, no, a lot. That's of another people, discussion. <laughs> that's another discussion because a lot of people are actually very sensitive about that. Um, I, I think, think that would be somebody good, something good to talk to with Christiana or Savan. Oh my gosh! Or Elizabeth. Christi- Christiana can lay the house down. I love that woman so much. <laughs> I can go on a little rampage about her. I met her, and she is just as much of a powerhouse in person, and it is so cool. She'll be on soon if we ever get another episode out before twenty twenty three. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like you said in the beginning, oh, yeah. literally a new one. Every year. <laughs> you just wait a few years. <laughs> okay. So to wrap it up, what is one thing that you could leave with everybody listening? Oh, man. Um, don't put God inside of a box. Um, that's probably my biggest thing because God can move in places that you would never expect him to move. 
And always keep the faith. Even if it doesn't seem like God's with you, he's always with you in every aspect of your life. And, you know, after hearing my testimony and not logging off, hopefully, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, God will stand by you in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he just loves you. He'll chase after you. That's probably the most I would leave. And you can start listening to Christmas music in October. That is okay. Um, <laughs> I would say those are my two things. Um, but you one guys la- are great. Um, one last question. Who's your yeah. favorite person on Twitter? <laughs> brutal. That's freaking brutal. Can I do like a top five or like a top ten or does it have to be one person? I don't know. I think either way you'll find somebody. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> I'm, um, you, I, won't, I, won't, I won't make you choose. I'm going to say... Um, not a choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not going to be a question. I like, I can't pick honestly. And it's not because I have favorites and I don't want to spill the tea. It's because I seriously love like everybody. I don't have like one person where I'm like, I don't like that person. Like I genuinely love everybody in our Christian community and I wouldn't like change that for anything. So I don't, I don't even think if you gave me the option, even if I were to do like a top five, I don't even think I could choose. So, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> That's probably a good thing. We shouldn't be playing favorites. Yeah, that okay. I'm sorry. Like I know we're ending it, but like we need to fix our click problem, <laughs> our little Christian Twitter click thing. Um, not that we have a click. I'm just saying that some there is some clickiness that. I hope well, it can get resolved. I think there's also a misconception that if people are closer to each other, that that's a click, and that's not true. That like, is also a very good point. Because I think, you know, you can't be friends with everybody. You're going to be closer with certain people than other people, and, like, may come across as, like, you're excluding, but I think, I think if you're seeing it that way, then you're having a wrong attitude. Yep, that's good. Because you should, you know, know, be excited for that part, those people that they have their own community and, you know, try to find your own community. Yeah, definitely. That, that is good. And that's another, like, that's definitely another side to see it as too. hundred percent. That's another whole topic. That's another whole topic. That's another, like, Cristiano needs to hop on here and like, (laughs) (laughs) Or Shaylee. I feel like Shaylee's really in with, like, the Christian community. I feel like she could definitely give a good take on that, too. Oh, yeah. That's definitely – she'd definitely be a good guest. Yeah, but so – Well – thank you for put it, setting aside some time to join yeah, us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I love you guys. You guys are love the best. Too. We love you. He thinks. <laughs> 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 All right. Well – I guess we'll end it then. Yeah, All right. I guess that's it. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. All right. Yeah.